0: Hello, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Murphy's Flaw Shorts. I'm your host, Chris Murphy. Today, we're talking about Ukraine-Russia conflict, and in particular, the ongoing media saga of the damaged Nord Stream pipeline and ensuing gas leak. Now, because we preach critical thinking on this podcast, we are not making any claims that can't be easily verified by some simple research, and nor are we telling you what to think. We'd rather just lay out the information since it isn't being given to you by the corporate media, and we're going to let you make your own mind up on the matter, because you, after all, are an adult, and you don't need to be told what to think. But I may interject my own opinion, and that's for you to consider and evaluate as you so choose. Firstly, in case you are unaware of the topic, on September 27th, both the Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 pipelines, which deliver gas from Russia to Europe, Experienced large pressure drops that were later determined to be a damaged pipeline from an underwater detonation, and that now appears to be a deliberate act of sabotage. So, the questions we have in front of us are who did it? Who blew up the pipeline? Who has the most to gain? I want to first address everything we all hear from the corporate brainwashed media. Obviously, this was Putin, and any other message is Russian disinformation, and if you repeat it, then you are spreading Russian lies and you support the evil Putin, you Putin apologist. So let's examine why it might have been Putin, reviewing facts and then some opinions. First, the facts. Yeah, well, that's it. There is no evidence of Russia doing this. None. Zilch nothing. So all we have then is speculation. So let's examine that and of course there are some facts in this speculation. Fact 1. Russia supplies Europe with much of its natural gas energy ranging from 40 to 80 percent of its natural gas being delivered through a number of pipelines which include Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 with Nord Stream 2 not yet being commissioned. Fact 2. Russia has a gas supply to last for decades and has been a major point of geopolitical debate, especially from the Western world, regarding Russia's influence over Europe and political security in the Eastern world. Fact 3. Many European countries, since Russia's attack on Ukraine, have imposed sanctions on Russia, both economically and politically. Okay, now some opinion. The White House and its respective officials inclusive of their media arm CNN, MSNBC, and all the other corporate media, claim that this was a Russian attack by Putin. Now look, maybe they have more evidence than we have, but so far, nothing has been given to the public. So, if it was indeed an attack by Russia, and they have evidence, then they should be more forthcoming with the evidence, rather than making unsubstantiated claims that puts a lot of people's lives in danger, of an escalated conflict. I think it's incumbent upon them to give us more information if they have it. Now my suspicion is that they don't have it. Just like we didn't have evidence of weapons of mass destruction during the Iraq-Afghanistan war, nor was the Gulf of Tonkin incident that led to the Vietnam War the result of Vietnam attacks. So I'm doubtful here again and will gladly accept information that substantiates that claim. Even ex-CIA Director John Brennan says all signs point to Russia, and then proceeds to provide not one fucking sign. That's right, no facts. Personally, the only reason I can see Russia destroying its own pipeline that delivers its resources to Europe, which is a huge economic pipeline for Russia, is that they'd be accused of a humanitarian crisis to Europe by simply turning off the gas supply which they actually can do. But if the pipeline is damaged or inoperable, then they can't technically or operationally deliver the gas and therefore can't be held to that humanitarian standard. Secondly, they may have seen the writing on the wall with Europe making other agreements for foreign gas supply to reduce their reliance on Russian energy. And therefore, these Nord Stream pipelines may not ever see their potential. And then by destroying them, they could ramp up the propaganda campaign on the West. So now let's examine the alternative opinion that isn't plastered all over the media, and that is the U.S. government or a U.S. affiliate destroyed the pipeline. So again, facts and opinions. Fact 1. In 2014, Condoleezza Rice, a former Secretary of State and former National Security Advisor, says during an interview that the U.S. wants Europe to have less dependency on Russia, and should rely on European nations and primarily the U.S. sources of gas because their dependence on Russia makes them geopolitically vulnerable. Fact 2. On September 27th, the Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 pipelines were damaged. On September 28, the very next day, two new gas pipelines are commissioned that supply parts of Europe with gas from the North Sea and Greece. These are both factually true. But God, are they awfully coincidental, aren't they? That two multi-billion dollar multi-year projects are destroyed and then the very next day, two multi-billion dollar multi-year projects are commissioned to help reduce Europe's dependency on Russia in the middle of a war. Hey, maybe it is just coincidence. And that's just the way it happened. Fact three. Flight logs show an American helicopter fly near or within the route of the area where the pipeline was damaged just a few weeks prior to the explosion. Now, some may say the helicopter didn't come close to that area, and maybe there's truth to that. But let's just answer the question. What was that helicopter doing there? Let's not talk about what it wasn't doing there. What was it doing there? Fact four. And this is one of the biggest facts in play with this story. You have two government officials, high-ranking government officials, recorded on TV saying that if Russia attacks Ukraine, then Nord Stream 2 will be no longer. And hey, don't take it from me, take it directly from the mouth of the U.S. President Joe Biden. Let me answer the first question first. If Germany, if uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine again, then... Uh, there will, be, uh, we, there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. What do you, what, how, will you, how will you do that exactly, since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control? We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. There will no longer be a Nord Stream 2. We will bring an end to it. And when asked by the reporter how, he smirks and says, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. I mean, Jesus, I remember Trump was being impeached and being compared to a mafia boss when he said in a phone call to Vladimir Zelensky, I want you to do me a favor, though. And that was implying a threat that you do what I want or you'll be swimming with the fishes. So you tell me, what did Joe Biden mean by that? What sounds more like a threat in your mind? Now let's move on to Victoria Newland from the State Department. With regard to Nord Stream 2, uh, we continue to have uh, very strong and clear conversations uh, with our German allies, and I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. So what was it, Victoria? Was this one way or was it the other? Now, just in case you don't know who Victoria Nuland is, she's a career politician. She was a lead diplomat and U.S. official during the Iraq-Afghanistan wars, then serving as U.S. point person during the 2014 coup in Ukraine, leading to the overthrow of the government for a more U.S.-friendly leadership. She's also been heavily involved in the expansion of NATO, especially eastward towards Russia. This is also the same Victoria Nuland that was removed from Trump's administration only to come back in the Biden administration in the State Department with a focus on Ukraine, where she voiced those concerns you just heard, but also the concerns of Russia taking control of Ukraine's biological research facilities, you know, those ones that don't exist. So once again, folks, I'm not making any claims of who sabotaged these pipelines. I don't have all the details or the facts. We just have some of those things I've just laid out for you. However... You may have picked up on my skepticism on the U.S. messaging, given what was just discussed. And I'm not buying the Russian disinformation narrative from the White House or the corporate media, given that we just lived through six years of media bullshit regarding trump russia collusion, Hunter Biden laptop, the Biden family foreign business dealings, and all the nonsense and lies we've been told about COVID and the experimental injections, which, by the way, is the next Murphy's Law short, so tune in for that. And I'm also not pro-Putin, In fact, I'm not pro-Zelensky either. What I am is anti-war. I'm anti-conflict and destruction. I'm putting myself in the minds of the Russian and Ukrainian soldiers, their families, their wives, daughters, sons, mothers, and fathers. In fact, I'm pro all the people's lives that will be affected by the politicians responsible for this conflict on all sides of the conflict. I'm pro-peace and peaceful resolution to this conflict. But the fact is there's a war machine at work otherwise known as the military-industrial complex, and there's an ongoing enrichment of those individuals involved, including politicians and private industries, and they are propped up by the corporate media that also benefits, while the citizenry in general are the ones that feel the effects of the conflict. So I implore you to go listen, right now, to Guns N' Roses' song Civil War. Get the lyrics to it, sing along, and listen to what's being said. Maybe it might make you feel a little differently about this conflict and who is responsible. But anyways, those are just my thoughts. You tell me what you think. Who do you think destroyed the pipeline? Did I leave anything out? Did I misrepresent something? Leave us a comment. You, of course, are all individual people, and therefore you can make up your own mind and don't need to be told what to think. But do ask yourselves, why you aren't seeing these alternative viewpoints and videos in the media? Why aren't they being shown? who gains by censoring it? In the meantime, like and share our podcast with your friends and on social media. Check out our sponsors in the show notes. And until next time, get informed and stay free.